Dear Mark and Susan, Marilyn and Don, Paul, other family and friends of Norman, grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the face of the death of Lazarus, they all wept, Mary and Martha, the Jews that were there to comfort them, they all wept. Even Jesus, who was without sin and knew that he would raise Lazarus from the dead, wept at, the, at his tomb. Lazarus was the brother of Mary and Martha, and not only that, he was a close friend of Jesus. But at some point, Lazarus became ill and died. And in the face of death, they wept. In the face of death this day, we weep over the death of Norman. And it's not just a few individuals who weep, but a whole community that does. And rightfully so. Norman selflessly lived in love toward those around him. The result of the God who first loved him by giving himself over to death on the cross. Norman loved his family. His wife, Viola, of 44 years, his children, Mark and Marilyn, his brother, Paul, and other relatives. And while he loved his family, he adored his grandchildren and great-grandchildren, often taking them on ice cream dates. And yet, truth be told, Norman made everyone feel like family, with his weekly stops throughout the community, in his rejoicing over their accomplishments, with his phone calls and friendly conversations. As a faithful servant of Christ, Norman lived out his faith here at Bethlehem as a Sunday school superintendent, a chairman of the congregation, and as a member of the men's group. He would often buy tickets for our sausage supper, which he loved, and handed those out as a way to encourage others to come to church. And I'm sure he wasn't a big fan of the men's group decision to go to carry out only for the sausage supper, because that cut down on his opportunity to socialize. And so over the death of Norman, this faithful servant of Christ, we weep. We weep because death separates us from those that we love. We'll miss his presence among us, whether it's around town, on the farm, or in the church. The world around us will pretend that this is normal, a part of life, but it's not. The pages of Holy Scripture reveal that God never intended death. God is a God of life and not death. Yet through the disobedience of the one man, Adam, sin and its wages of death came into the world. So as St. Paul writes in his letter to the Romans, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Norman confessed this unfortunate truth throughout his life. 
<coughs> Even on his deathbed, a man who was known for working hard, <clears throat> even hauling cattle and digging ditches and changing oil in the tractors after open heart surgery, he knew no work of his could save him from sin and its wages of death. So we weep. We weep over the death of Norman, a father, a brother, a grandfather, a family member, a friend. We weep as we feel the reality of sin and its effects in the world. We weep over the truth of our own mortality. We have no control over the day and the time, the where and how of our death. And yet do not weep as others do who have no hope. God wouldn't have us be given over to despair. He doesn't allow sin and its wages of death to win the victory. In the midst of their tears, in the midst of their weeping over death, Jesus declares to Martha, and even to you this day, I am the resurrection of the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die die. And yet to give this promise of life to Martha, to Norman, to you and me and all people, it would first require his death, his life. Jesus or someone had to die because the wages of sin had to be paid. And so Jesus took our place And gave his life as a ransom for many. Jesus, who was sinless, willingly bore our sin. Jesus, who was life, willingly bore our death. Jesus took upon himself the eternal punishment for our sins and the wrath of God that our sin had kindled. And he was crucified, nailed to the cross to die in our place. And having suffered all on the cross... The power and the sting of death and mortality would be defeated for Norman, for you, for all people. Jesus proved this three days later by raising from the dead. The empty tomb declares that Jesus is the resurrection of life. He rends death's iron chain. He breaks through sin and pain. He shatters hell's grim thrall as we've saying throughout the season of Easter. Jesus has made a way through death to life, through his death on the cross and his glorious resurrection from the dead. Fellow redeemed, on this day, do not weep as others do who have no hope. We mourn with joy, we cry with laughter, our tears are mixed with hope. In the shadow of the grave we can sing, I know my Redeemer lives. What comfort this sweet sentence gives. He lives, he lives, who once was dead. He lives, my ever-living head. These words that were sung on Norman's deathbed continue to ring true this day. Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, 
our Savior. He lives. And He lives to say to you today, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Norman was brought to believe this and kept in the one true faith only through God's word and his sacraments. Fourteen days after his birth to Herman and Ella on January 30th, 1937, Norman was baptized into Jesus' death and resurrection on February 14th. As a result, he was given new life a life from above through these blessed waters. He was made alive to God through Christ Jesus. And in the lamenting over his sin and the weeping over the death of his parents and his beloved wife Viola and the pains of life and declining health, the resurrected Christ spoke his promise of eternal life to Norman. Through his word of absolution, his word of forgiveness. And through Norman's confirmation verse, God continually assured Norman that he would give the crown of life to those who were faithful unto death. In the face of sin and death and the devil, the resurrected and living Christ came to Norman to feed him his life-giving body and his life-giving blood in the Lord's Supper, the very body and blood that strengthens and preserves us in body and soul to life everlasting. Mark and Susan, Marilyn and Dawn, Paul, other family and friends, Jesus says to you today, I am the resurrection of the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. And Norman believed this. And though we see his body laying here with our eyes, Norman lives. He lives because his crucified and resurrected Savior, Jesus Christ, lives. Norman sees Jesus face to face this very day without tears, and with great joy. You have to imagine, this was Mary and Martha's reaction once Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, without tears and without, and with great joy. And in raising Lazarus from the dead, Jesus gives us a picture of what that last day will be like when he returns in glory for all to see. With body and soul reunited, Norman and all those who have died in the faith will rise to live with God for all eternity. For the covering of death that spread over all people, the veil that spread over all nations, will be no more. The Lord God will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. You can trust this promise of eternal life, because it's backed by life, by the life and work of the one who is the resurrection and the life, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now may our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, comfort you 
and strengthen you this day until that day where we're joined together with all the company of heaven, of which Norman is now a member. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.